Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. And that is it. A clean sweep in California. What worked? What needs some tweaking? And all that and your winners and losers of the week on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations Team. How are you today? It's Friday. We have made it through the week. And like I said, it's a, been a great week for the Flames, so it should be a great week for us. Thank you for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. It's free, free 99 on Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple, and as well um, on YouTube, you know, on YouTube as well. I'm fumbling over words today. <laughs> free 99, wherever you get your podcasts. But Daryl Sutter said it last week that they are taking this season week by week. You know, it's it's very easy to get caught up in the big picture, but, you know, you do have to kind of break it down. And I think that this week really showed that the Flames are a talented group and that they, they can succeed. Markstrom... Um, did not start all three games, which I think a lot of people expected. And then for Vladar to start Saturday against the Kraken, but Vladar was able to start last night against San Jose and he did look good. I thought that, you know, the 31 saves and there was a sequence there and I think it was the first period where he, he, I don't think he, he couldn't, he didn't know where the puck was in terms of, you know, was it in between his blockers in between his legs, you know, like, uh, and so he just kind of like sprawled out, <laughs> uh, and did like a little snow angel. I thought that was funny, but, uh, he did a great job. It didn't look like he had nine games off and there were no issues tracking the puck, um, when it came to traffic in front of the net or anything like that. So he was able to beat the Vladar will be rusty allegations, if you will. And this top line, okay, we need to talk about it for a second because I I don't know. I I really don't know how many times I can drive it home this season. But they the whole the line as a whole is playing some of the best hockey of their career. Uh Matthew Kachuk just he had uh two goals last night and so did Elias Lindholm. Or no, Elias, sorry, Matthew Kachuk had two, Elias Lindholm had one, and Trevor Lewis had another. But, you know, that top line scoring is just, you can almost always count on it. Which, of course, is a little dangerous when it comes to uh, the playoffs and (laughs) kind of relying on one line. But I think it was great to see the secondary scoring come in as well. Uh, not lost in any of this. <laughs> Johnny Gaudreau last night hit 99 points, tying his career high. I just want to like 
shake Daryl Sutter by the shoulders and say thank you so much for activating that switch inside of him and putting him on a line where he will succeed. Because I truly feel like that has been the game changer this season is elevating Gaudreau and keeping that top line consistent. We have not talked about inconsistencies this season because there really haven't been any. Uh, You know, Gaudreau said, unless I have, you know, the worst 12 games of my career ahead of me, uh, I think I'll hit 100 points or uh, something like that. And it was just, it was funny. It was lighthearted. And, you know, he chases that 100. And I... (laughs) I just, I give him the blank check already. Just give him the check. I can't, I can't stress it enough. Let him fill it out for himself. But I loved watching. Uh, there was a sequence uh, in the second period where I was almost positive Lindholm or Gaudreau were going to score because they were, Johnny was like around the back of the net. Uh, Lindholm was by the slot and the two of them were like going back and forth and then just uh, rebound after rebound. And <laughs> poor James Reimer. <laughs> I did feel a little bad for him. <laughs> I thought that it was a great time. Uh, they didn't score there though, but they would go on to score a little bit later. Elias and home did. Uh, he has 37 goals. <laughs> He has 37 goals right now, and that is unbelievable. He is chasing 40, which would obviously be a career first, and he would be the first flame to do that in, I believe it since Jerome McGinley. So it would be really awesome to see, uh, you know, the season really just come together. And I know it's not about breaking records and, being the best at this in the regular season, it comes down to, you know, what, what happens in the spring, but I have been thoroughly impressed with, with the performance of the flames. And especially with that top line, I think that they have just really helped boost this team's confidence and have really shown (laughs) uh, their opponents that, you know, they're, they're kind of a legit team, you know, and, it, it really is nice to see all of the um, pistons firing at the right time, you know? And seeing, uh, you know, Valamaki back in the lineup was nice. Connor Mackey was back in the lineup. Brett Ritchie was back in the lineup. So it's great to see that he was not severely injured um, in that awkward fall that he took. But you know, there's still a little bit of the season left. Uh, you want to go back out there tomorrow against the Kraken and really just th- their season's done, you know. So, so don't go out there and try to hurt yourself. Don't don't be dumb. And, of course, you know, you want to look at this and say, okay, this is their Stanley Cup. This is their playoff. If they can, if they say, If they can walk away and say, I beat the first place Calgary Flames. Then that that they that is their victory. But don't act as if you do not need those two points because you do. Y- you need the points. But at the end of the day, it really was a great week for the Flames. And considering it was 
um, a little bit of a weird travel situation for them from uh, Anaheim to San Jose. I, I, or sorry, LA to Anaheim rather. It was just very interesting, but uh, you know, you can't fly in late there and have to fly to, I think they say Oakland and I don't know. It just gave me a headache <laughs> trying to, or listening to it rather. But coming up next, we, we do have to talk about the negatives because of course, if we talk about the positives, we got to shine light on the negatives. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bars are a delicious tasting protein bar that everyone needs in their lives. Uh, what you need even more are the, uh, the puffs. These are a delicious protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate that come in delicious flavors like the cinnamon churro, and they are heaven sent. I honestly, I eat them on my way home from the gym because there's plenty of fast food places I want to go after I work out because I'm hungry, but I say, no, we're sticking healthy and Built Bars are just that delicious flavor, uh, delicious protein flavor that you need. They taste like a candy bar and you can get yours today at Built.com uh, with promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next purchase. Locked on Flames continues. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. You can follow me on Twitter at JustBelmosto. You know, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly here. And we, we gotta, unfortunately, unfortunately, highlight the ugly and the unacceptable. I, we gotta talk about the power play, okay? I am at a loss for this one. I truly am at a loss because this team went 0 for 6 on the power play this week. 0 for 6. They could not score a goal in one of the six chances they had a man advantage. That is unacceptable. That is embarrassing, especially against the Kings who cannot get those special teams firing regardless of the lines deployed. And that's probably why Todd McClellan will not win the Jack Adams. But I just, I don't, I don't understand what's going on there. You know, are you not us? I I don't know. See, I'm not a hockey coach. I, I don't, I mean, I think they're obviously deploying the right players. Don't get me wrong there. But are you just not communicating well on the ice like what is going on there um maybe this is just me thinking at this thinking and coming at this from just like a basic level when you have a man advantage with some of your most tactical players out there you should just like there's the expectation (laughs) to score And I understand it's not always going to happen. It's not like it's, you know, four of your players out there against a goalie, just a goalie. You know, you got to get a little creative. But at the same time, what? Just, you know, you couldn't score once in one of those six chances. Uh, They are still 3% above the league average in the power play. They dropped to 10th in the league, which is still still better than the middle of the road and average hockey that 
they're known for, but you have to kind of worry about their hypothetical opponent, the Nashville Predators, who are ranked 15th on their penalty kill. You know, are you going to set your team up for success by... I'm playing the whataboutisms, and it just, it's giving me, it's stressing me out. (laughs) Like, you cannot give your opponent the opportunity to score on you while they have, while they're on the penalty kill, you know? And for the Flames to just be struggling this much is not great. I think the stat was they have an 11% over the last five games and I just really don't find that acceptable and you know what else is unacceptable Andrew Mangiapane not scoring in nearly 20 games I thought that this kid was going to come out on this road trip you know short three games and and score (laughs) this kid Eight up scoring on the road and at the you know first half of the season and whatnot, but he has not scored a game or scored a goal in 16 games, and it really leaves you wondering uh, what's going on there. Are we just not communicating well? Is the chemistry off? Is there uh, some sort of uh, nagging injury that just is kind of yeah, whatever, I'm not going to deal with it, I'll deal with it, you know, come May and June, like, this kid just, it blew the expectations out of the water for him, himself, uh, in, you know, October, November, December, even January, and it's just not there anymore, Uh, I mean, the expectations are there, but he's not meeting them, Which is unfortunate because, you know, he is like 25 years old, (laughs) 25, 26 years old. And um, his next contract is going to be, it's, I believe it's up this year. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to negotiate that. And he doesn't want to do, you know, a one-year deal. He It sounds like he wants something long-term. So hopefully, you know, the Flames are able to negotiate that and, see that, you know, this little rut that he's found himself in, this little streakiness, isn't an indicator of forever. I think <laughs> I think it's very silly to just base it on, like, a 20-game sample size. But, again, I think that the Flames really just need to get certain aspects of their games together if they are expecting to succeed in the playoffs. I think it is a very... Um, important for them to work on this <laughs> this uh, power play in these special uh, special teams because you know going 0 for 6 over a span of three games is just unacceptable and I don't I don't know what to do <laughs> I don't know how to tell them to be better because you know I'm not a hockey genius but I think it really does come down to them shooting the puck more and, of course, communicating in a stronger manner. And, you know, we'll see if we get any of that when they play the Kraken on Saturday. 
it is an early game for um for calgary or in calgary it's at 5 p.m mountain time so it's 7 p.m my time but that that is still very early uh especially you know when you're coming back from that california road trip you're like oh the game doesn't start till eight oh just kidding uh now it starts at five so it's just a little shuffle to your schedule there but coming up next as it is friday we will be talking about our winners and losers of the week here and before we can do that, let's talk about Bet Online, where you can win. Uh, Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts that have all of your props, live updates, scores, sports news, podcasts, you name it, there and ready for you. You can bet on anything from your favorite hockey game to your favorite reality TV show. They really have you covered from A to Z, and it's great to you know, check out their website, betonline.net, to uh, get a sneak peek of what's going on. Uh, not even a sneak peek, but live updates of what you need to know before placing those bets. And uh, you can check out their newly renovated website on your phone, computer, tablet, leapfrog, iPad, you name it, uh, betonline.net. And uh, definitely do that in BetOnline, where the games begin. So, if you're new here, hello, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on this fine Friday. For our final segment of Friday's show, I like to do winners and losers of the week. It, this is a segment where uh, we talk about, obviously, winners and losers of the week <laughs> from really any realm of life. It's usually sports-related. doesn't have to be, but... Uh, this this week I'm sticking <laughs> uh, sticking to sports as I think last week I had done some not so sports related things. But my winner of the week, it physically, physically pains me to say this, honestly. Austin Matthews. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to pass out just by saying nice things about him. Uh, but he has 54. Five goals this season 49 of those come within 49 games that is absurd and uh I believe he had surgery last offseason too so it's you know he's coming back from an injury and he is just ripping pucks and really good at hockey he played in his 400th career game last night which is already crazy uh, to think about that he's been in the league for already 400 games. And he set a new record for the Leafs with his goal in overtime last night against the Stars. Uh, I really hope that we get a Toronto-Tampa Bay uh, first round. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think it would be so chaotic and so fun. Um to be honest, when I was getting into hockey, I did not under, or no, I would always get confused because both teams are blue and white. So I would just, you know, it's, it's a lot to comprehend, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, congratulations, Austin Matthews and uh, my loser of the week are the Boston Red Sox. Yes. My, my fever baseball team are the losers of the week. They are trying to get an extension done with Xander Bogarts. And of course, uh, Raphael Devers. And 
neither sides are really um, coming to agreement on figures and term and any of that. But with Xander, my understanding is that he wants more money than the Red Sox are offering and he feels as if he's being lowballed. And I don't understand how a human being could think that $32 million a year is being lowballed. Um, but I guess it's, you know, if I walked into a job and they were like, no, we're going to pay you like X amount of dollars. And you're like, no, someone else at the other store is making this amount for the same job. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just none of this is real. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Money is such a, like, contracts are so insane to me. But, you know, uh, and the Yankees couldn't get Aaron Judge's extension done either. So, you know, it is just a tough day to be the Red Sox and Yankees who face off in, or yeah, face off in about uh, an hour and a half. No, an hour. I lied. Uh, I am very excited to watch that. I am a, obviously a Red Sox fan. My boyfriend's a Yankees fan. So as you can imagine, things get a little little crazy, a little heated. Thank you all for sticking through me this uh, sticking through this week with me as uh, I battled uh, apparently not COVID, but um, some sort of illness. And um, I appreciate all of your love and support on Twitter and Instagram when I announced my new job. You're all very kind. Thank you. And I will chat with you all on Monday and we will recap the game against the Kraken. Uh, and of course, take a look at the rest of the season as it's here to wind down. And I will chat with you all on Monday. Bye-bye.